What's every what? <laughs> what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Call to Action podcast, uh, special Thursday edition. It's going to be a quick one from us today. Jeremy has a big a big date tonight uh, with all the Disney princesses at um, Disney on Ice. It's going to be a big night. Yep, can't wait. Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, Disney on Ice, year four. In year a row. four for you. Uh, my daughter's four, and we've been there every oh, wow. year. So yeah, it's. Uh, Does she remember all of them? Or uh, I don't. I mean. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's the same thing every year. Oh, uh, well, you didn't have to ruin <laughs> it for all of our listeners well, that want to go. I will go. say new movies came out. Frozen yeah. 2 came out this year. Lion King. You don't know. There might be a new wrinkle this year. That's uh, true. Whenever they have a new movie that comes out, I think, I mean, Toy Story was new this past year, too. So well, they might have a yeah, little. It's all the same character. Yeah. Oh, are you going to see your man Duke Kaboom? I don't know. That's exciting. Yeah. Now that's well, something. Now that's something I'm looking for. You know what? In all honesty, I I enjoy it. I think yeah, it's it's no. cool. And yeah. the, and the skate. I mean, the people skating are yeah. tremendous. So yeah, go in there. But um, are you a big skater? No, I, I you light on I your like feet? the I like the Winter Olympics. Yeah, I watch skating. You're more of a Olympics. you're more of a curling guy. No. <laughs> I, although after that trip we took to BG, seeing the curling, yeah, uh, that was stuff cool. that that got me excited. Yeah, that, I, I that do like me some curling. I love. I mean, you get me on Winter Olympics, we'll have another sure. whole show. I know. <laughs> I love. I love everything. Uh, I guess Olympic related. There's some stuff I don't get into, but yeah. winter, I get into. I love the. Uh, I don't know. The, don't the, get me the, started. The, the bobsled. Bobsled's awesome. Bobsled's Luge. Uh. Luge. <laughs> now that's a Luge sport. Luge is a top one, and uh, I think it's is sl- no freestyle skiing. That's when they go really fast. Like I don't like the ones where uh, they go through the yeah. slalom, right? Yeah, that's slalom, dude. No, nice. that's that's going through the the flags. Yeah, right. No, I like yeah. freestyle. Okay, I like when they just dart down the hill. Yep. and ski yeah. jump always. Yeah. Go- I mean. The ski jump is really I love cool. me some winter Olympics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you like winter or summer better? Um, uh, it's tough. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Ooh. It. I think I like. I like winter because there's so much variety to it. Yeah. Like there's sports that you don't always get to see yeah. happen. So I. I kind of like winter in that regard, but I love summer Olympics just because like you can watch basketball. Yeah. And, and that's kind of like what I'm interested. In. I. I don't know. I don't know. Well, that might just be me. They. Uh, well, they haven't they changed it like. Are we ever going to see LeBron in the Olympics? Again? No, 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 that's he, over, no, right? he won't. Yeah, 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 yeah. All the all the big stars don't play in it anymore, which yeah. I get. You know, load, so, load management. Well, this days. year, uh, Tokyo yeah. Summer Olympics. That'll be so fun. Get yeah, excited! I'm excited. Uh, well, yeah, we do have a shorter show uh, opening, we should say, for you because right, we right. had a tremendous interview today that we'll be bringing you with Jason Arkley. For those that don't know, Jason. Uh, he writes for the Athens Messenger, has been doing so for 15 years, mm-hmm. covers the Mac inside and out. He took a little trip down to New Orleans. New Orleans. And, uh, that was bad. That yeah, was bad. I'm mine sorry. was way better than I'll, yours. I'll come back next <laughs> week with a, with a better accent. I'm sorry. Uh, but he was down at the National Championship game covering. He covers not only Ohio sports but Athens sports. Mm-hmm. So he was down there covering Joe Burrow and uh, longtime defensive coordinator Jimmy Burrow, of course, and had some fun stories about his time down in New Orleans. And um, then we got into some Mac basketball, and it turned out to be a really, really fun and insightful interview yeah uh so we don't want to bore you with our stuff you <laughs> know uh with that being said uh had a had a couple good two days of mac hoops yeah sure um did. we have each on the men's and women's side uh one undefeated team left yep. after tuesday night's games yep. akron on the men's side and central michigan on the women's side um yeah i mean both playing at yeah. a very high we'll level have, and you you have no games friday 
So no. no no games tomorrow for you. We got a full twelve g- mat games going on oh, on Saturday. Man. So we'll be we'll be busy for sure. I'm excited yeah, for it. Just I mean I should just tell the my wife to take the kids out. Yeah, I mean <laughs> get them out. I'm gonna be glued. <laughs> I'm gonna be glued to the yep. TV. Here's this my is, this here's is my make- credit card. This is your makeup for t- uh, tonight. You'll you'll get take them to Disney on ice. No. and then, then you get Saturday. I just so. here's the credit card. Go you know, <laughs> and, and come back. Late. Um, Kent State falling at Miami. Uh, Big surprise, but like we've said, hard to win on the road in the MAC. But Miami does hand Kent State their first loss on the men's side. Uh, Central Michigan and Ball State uh, both improved to three and one uh, with wins. Um, Buffalo uh, with a with a close victory, protecting home court against Ohio. So that's just a quick. And then Bowling Green now three and one on the men's side. They're nice. right there, tied with Kent, um, and and obviously a game behind Akron in the East. So. Uh, yeah, looking forward to, to Saturday on the men's side. Um, yeah. cause I know you'll be following our women's games. Yeah. And like we, like we said, uh, central Michigan had a, had a really dominant actual performance. You think it's cause we had, uh, I think Coach so. Osterley on yeah, I think so. I think we gave her, you know, the little, the little boost that, you know, the team needed. They, they listen to the podcast and no question. Yeah. And Get one <laughs> assist. Yeah. <laughs> Give us the assist. Tally assist to yeah. call to action. <laughs> um, but yeah, we had, uh, we had more great games on, on Wednesday last night. Uh, Buffalo came back and, and beat Bowling Green. Toledo, uh, hung on to, to beat Akron in, yep. in Savage Arena. That was, that was a tight one. Kent State beat Northern Illinois. Uh, Eastern Michigan had had a really great offensive game against Miami. They won eighty to fifty three. And then uh, the game of the night, I thought, was a really uh, tough battle of a, of a game. Was Western Michigan Ohio? Uh, Western yep. hit a uh, last, uh, I guess, a shot in the last five seconds okay. to to win the game seventy three seventy two. So uh, really good stuff. Really yeah, good stuff. Still. Yeah, looking forward. A lot of tight games. Yeah, looking forward, and and the best thing about Saturday's men's games are they're all in the like one to four region. Yep. Yep. Like I don't even have to wait for a game till seven. They're nice. just gonna be all yeah. like rapid fire, which I've talked about it. I can use that four quad. I can go quad box on the so on cool. the TV You're so and watch cool. all so <laughs> technological. Uh, 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 all these technologically games. advanced. Yeah, uh, the 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 big game that stands out to me uh, this weekend is definitely Toledo at Akron. Mm-hmm. Uh, should be a really good game, uh, as well as. Um, Buffalo Central Michigan, another two teams that are are really playing well, um, and yeah, those those are kind of two that stand out to yeah, me. All, all my games are good games. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna discriminate. You know, they're they're all great. <laughs> I hate all these games. I'm looking at this schedule right in front of me. Like these oh, games, sure. what's great about it? They could all come to the last possession. Yeah, you know, come great. down to it. And so, yeah, that's gonna be exciting um, this weekend and. You know, we're really ramping up the the tournament stuff yeah, this week. Yeah, we and, got a lot uh, of stuff going on, guys. Yeah, got a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff that we're gonna be promoting and talking to you about on the podcast. Ways that you can make the tournament uh, and get ways there you can get involved before the tournament. Y- you listen to us. We'll we'll get you a way to get in uh, to the tournament. Pretty yeah, cheap. Yeah, yeah. Pretty cheap. Not not free. I mean, I don't want to say we're the plug. Yeah, but <laughs> we might be the plug. Yeah, we we <laughs> have some really cool promotions that we're coming up with this year and. We'll get into those uh, down the road uh, yeah, you know, once, once we actually on release like them that. and yep. go on sale. But uh, definitely something to, to keep an eye on, uh, or I said you're out, you're out for. Keep, in, keep your ears on. Keep keep your keep. ears open. Keep your nice. ears open you for, for these things yep. uh, because they're new ways where you can get to the tournament. Uh, and and, and you have know, some fun you, doing if it. You're, yeah, if you're yeah. ever on the fence before, I think 
a few of these things, we'll definitely be like, oh, you know what? That I I can't say no to that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's not sitting next to Eric. <laughs> you they, they'd be lucky. Yeah, not I, I not get, everyone's <laughs> as lucky as you. Yeah, I get to do that all <laughs> tournament. So, uh, yeah, we have that going on, and you know, everyone in this office is kind of like putting the the pedal to the metal. Yep, and um, yeah. countdown to uh baseball and softball season. <laughs> yeah, it's uh like. Three weeks away. Yeah, so we looked at the schedule and we're like, yeah, "Wow, we're like, college baseball." We're like, "Man, we, they're they're all going down to like these uh, really warm places." Yeah, we'll, we'll be stuck here in in the dead of winter, but but it, yeah, it's th- getting going. It's, it's going to be overlap season and yep. not just overlap season, but then overlap tournament season with the NSA tournament and the yeah. MAC tournament and a lot of these things that we're pushing and uh, doing a lot of things in Cleveland to to promote the tournament this year. So, yeah, it's it's a busy time and. I'm glad that you know that we get some time to just come on here and talk about all that. Yeah, and I think I think in the next few weeks we're going to be giving a little behind the scenes of kind of oh, yeah, how we it. how we prepare for this stuff because I think people don't know what goes on in conference office yeah. or what we have to go through. So I, I'd like to bring <laughs> that up. As <laughs> what we have to go through. Well, to go through <laughs> to put on an event. Yes, Sorry, yeah, I yeah, should have yeah. finished my sentence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go on to put go through to put on you a, made it a sound successful. Like we were being tortured. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, we already talked about that with me yeah. having to sit next to you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so one. so yeah, uh, a lot of that stuff, and you know maybe we'll bring on. I don't know. It might be fun to have someone from the arena or someone yeah. from um, yeah. just kind of kind of how all these pieces and parts move together. I think it's I talk to my family all the time about it. like, does your family know like what you do, like actually do? Mm. No, not yeah. probably like half. I mean, I I've been say. doing this forever. They have no clue. I would say like they know half of what I do. I don't think people know the ins and outs and the little things that we have to pay attention to right. to put on these events. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they just they just get the tickets and, and come when, yeah. when the yeah. uh, when the well, event actually happens. That's so. what I do, too. But, <laughs> yeah, so we'll be talking uh, a lot about that. But, you know, for the time being, we we mentioned how we're going to we talked to Jason Arkley today. Uh, we're going to bring that in interview to you right now. Uh, again, Jason A. Messenger on Twitter. And uh, really, really good guy. Really had fun with him. So with that, Jason Arkley. Welcome, everyone, back to the Call to Action podcast. Uh, Very, very special guest today on uh, today's episode. Uh, Jason Arkley. Jason writes for the Athens Messenger. Uh, Jason, welcome. Great to have you on. Hey, uh, it's, it's great to be here. And uh, yes, I like the I like the name "Call to Action." Uh, very, very appropriate. It was uh, just my big seal of approval. Jason, yeah. it, it took us a long time. I'm not going to lie; it, it <laughs> went through a, a long vetting process. Yeah. So I'm happy. I'm happy you like it because it took us a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's 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 good work on your part. Hey, great. Well, hey, thanks for already buttering us up. Yep. Uh, yeah. It's not going to make the questions any easier or harder, but. We've been following you. You've had quite a busy uh, couple weeks. Uh, well, I guess we go back to last month. You were at the Potato Bowl, right? I believe you were there, right? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. was. I was there for five. Yeah, it's it's been. Uh, it, it's not. It's not been a great few weeks for the waistline. I will tell you that. Yeah. Um, uh, I was in in Boise, Idaho, for the Potato Bowl with the Bobcats. Uh, Boise is a very underrated city, in my opinion. It's a it's a great food town. Mm. And then um, I'm home for like four days, and then I spend a week in New Orleans. And, yeah. uh, and the reputation uh, for New Orleans is, is obviously well warranted. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a great couple of weeks, and and I've got to uh, dial back on my consumption habits. So uh, 
yeah, it's, it's been tough that way. <laughs> How much money did Odell actually give you? Uh, I was un, uh, surprisingly, I was unable to get within arm's reach of Odell oh, to, okay. to, to see the, well, a police the officer was in arm's reach. I don't know. Um, it was uh, if, if I had if I had seen it and been aware of it was going on, maybe I try to you know tap back into my offensive lineman roots and make a hole and try to get over there. But um, yeah, by the time I I caught wind of what was going on, he had been uh, shuttled off to a different part of the, the building at that point. Yeah, well, you said bigger waistline. Bigger waistline means more room for money. <laughs> you know, bigger pants, right? Um, no, yeah. how, how, so so take us through the past week. Uh, I've been following all your stuff. Obviously, with you writing for the Athens Messenger and covering everything, you've uh, covered the career of uh, Joe Burrow, uh, I'm sure, extensively. And, again, his dad being the defensive coordinator on Ohio staff for as many years as he was. Uh, just take us kind of your approach of going down there and what all you, you tried to do. And I did see you, you followed uh, Jimmy Burrow kind of for – I don't know if it was for a day or for a few hours, but just take us through kind of what you did and, and the the whole experience down there. Uh, it was it was a great experience professionally, personally, uh, just 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 as a vacation, you know, almost like a like a full vacation week uh, going to a city I'd not spent much time in before and, and trying to soak up. I was trying to soak up as much of everything as I could, and uh, and, and the, the highlight of the, the the trip for me was was that that day. It was about ten hours I got to spend with with Jimmy and his wife, Robin, and their friends and family uh, in, in New Orleans. And, and just to, to follow him around and see how he's been uh, – he was, he was, his whole season was like me this weekend, of just trying to soak up every good vibe, emotion, aspect that you can while this thing was going on. And, and that's what I tried to, to convey in the piece. But it was a, it was a fun day. Uh, it was it – was, it was nice to see him in a different uh, aspect. You know, uh, so often my interactions with Jimmy over the years, you know, he's a defensive coordinator and you, you talk to DCs when, when things aren't going well and he's always trying to explain how things are going to get better and how they're going to be fixed and, and what they got to do differently. And, and this was a completely different part of him where he everything's perfect. Everything is great. I can't imagine things being any better. And it was, it was wonderful to see him someone I'd known for 15 years in, in a different setting and a different light and, and to see how much him and, and really his whole family has, has enjoyed and embraced this process all season long. Um, and the other part of it was, was Joe, like, like, again, uh, I've, I've known Joe in one form or fashion for, for probably about 10 years now. I didn't, mm -hmm. the, you know, I didn't, I didn't follow him when he was in third grade when, when <laughs> he first got here, but, uh, uh, but, but again, a, a kid that my first interactions with, you know, he was, he was a skinny-legged little kid who wanted to be in the NBA, and, and to see him develop and, and grow and and change uh, throughout the years, I, I I just wanted to be there at, at what is the end of his college career and, and and try to put that into perspective for everybody, and 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 hopefully I did that too. And he went out guns a blazing, uh, just just owning every moment. Uh, a guy who had been doubted it several steps along the way in his journey and, and here he is if one of if not the best season by a quarterback in college football history and uh left it left the, the case stated out on the field and, and then afterwards with the way he was uh, uh strutting is probably an understatement <laughs> yeah, the way yeah. he was walking around the superdome afterwards uh cigar a hat that i'm not going to repeat on air that you know <laughs> 
uh, had a phrase on it yes. that I'll repeat on your po- a podcast for you, but uh, just 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 owning it completely in every step of the way was was great to see because he does embody a lot of the the good stuff you like about athletics, work ethic, uh, a guy who throws his his whole being into being part of that team, that team he's on, and 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 perseverance and all this kind of stuff. That's that's all true. That's all there too. And the other part that's been constant about Joe from from middle school to high school to, to, to now is that confidence level, that, that belief, that, that, that smirk, uh, lots of people have seen it by now, but he's had that smirk for, for 10 years, yeah. that little grin that, uh, I know something you don't know, but you're going to figure it out soon enough kind of deal. And, uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's been a great journey to, to watch him become the player he is. And, uh, and he's not done. So he's, he's, he's got a, He's got a heck of a, a next few months coming up too, but this felt like a good way to kind of go and sum up uh, what's what's been a been a heck of a decade. Did you kind of see it as a, a culmination of things that you've gone through 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 your career? You know, following this kid from you know middle school through high school. Did you did you see it? Did you have that type of moment where you're like, wow, this is like a great end to 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 what's been going on following this kid for that long? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. But the biggest takeaway for me was like, um, he he's now been released into the wild. Like, uh, it, it's like if you you take it in a, a foster animal, and it uh-huh. you know a little bird had a broken wing, and you you watched it get better and get stronger. And, and and for us here in Athens, this this weekend, at least to me anyway, felt like, okay, this is it. He's 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 gone full supernova. He's 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 now out there for the whole world, and uh, he's he's no longer our guy. You know, he's he's Baton Rouge's guy. He's college football's guy. He's he's going to be some NFL right. team's guy in the future. And, and it felt like we send off a graduation. Uh, this is a guy that around here everyone believed in. Uh, from and you'll still get plenty of folks around here that that will say Ohio State screwed up. Ohio State might have a national championship right now instead of LSU if they'd found yep. a way to keep Joe. Right. Uh, in Columbus, but th- yeah, this this was this was a culmination. This was a celebration of Joe Burrow, the football player, and uh, he's now out there for the whole world to to enjoy and see and experience the way we have here in Athens County and Southeast Ohio for the last you know eight to ten years. And and he'll soon be back in Ohio, so that's good, right? I mean, he'll be back. He'll be back there. The assumption is the Bengals will <laughs> do the common sense thing, right, and and and, and, and draft him. Uh, you know, as but you know, the Bengals have not always done the simple common sense thing over the years. So maybe there's a sliver of doubt there, but it sure as heck looks like a slam dunk. Not everyone can run their organization like the Browns. So yeah, <laughs> we got that. So uh, <laughs> lucky for everyone else. Like, what, what my one question, follow up, kind of following uh, around Jimmy Burrow. You were on. I saw in your article you were on Bourbon Street. Uh, or around the area, French Quarter, I don't know. But anything crazy, any funny story? I mean, I've never been to New Orleans. Um, I don't think Eric nope, has either. No. Uh, I've heard, actually, obviously, plenty about it. But even if it's not with him, something that I guess you can repeat on the podcast, but that you that you saw, something wild, we all just, just take us there, either work with him or just anything. Uh, yeah, you could you could go for days about what you'll see on, on, a, on a given night on Bourbon Street and, and the French Quarter. And again, it's it's more than just Bourbon Street. You know, they it's it's, it's a maze like it's a war. These these tight, cramped little streets with 
with, with brick sidewalks it looks like they've been there for 200 years and and every little shop and every little establishment and massage parlor and uh, adult entertainment spot and bar and restaurant they're all just stacked together seemingly haphazardly so you you walk by a bar and then there's a guy at the next the next storefront uh, are you looking for a massage no 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 you keep going uh, but it, but individually it, it, it's wild it's weird i i and uh, I was there during daytime hours. I was there after nightfall, and um, yeah, it, it, it's it's remarkable uh, the 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 level of debauchery that can happen <laughs> and, and will happen on a given night. But they, there were so many. There was a there was an LSU fan that had a life size tiger stuffed animal in a makeshift cage that he was wearing on top of his head. There was wow, awesome. There was another LSU fan walking around in the middle of the day on on Sunday, uh, naked except for a g-string and a and a tiger tail. That actually, I think we saw that. Actually, actually. saw that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw it on Eric's. Um, I saw it on Eric's computer. It wasn't. <laughs> it was my screensaver. <laughs> now. Yeah, uh, there, there, there's costumes and masks and beads and and. Little kids with their mothers and strollers walking down the street next to a group of college dudes with with goat masks on, with beers pouring out. Uh, <laughs> you know, being an Ohio guy, I never did get quite fully acclimated to the fact that you can you can take a drink and walk down the street with it like everyone else in the world would oh, be doing down there. You haven't seen that in uh, Athens plenty of times. <laughs> uh, well, well, there's, there's no there's no shame, there's no stigma attached to it, right? right like right, right. like you, you get the funny looks if you're not walking down the street with some sort of drink in your hand mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, there's there's so many little in the individual scenes, little vignettes, and 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 that's that's part of the magic in New Orleans and, and part of the curse too, because you, all these things come into your head, but 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 you're out there doing the you're out there enjoying the atmosphere, and they they tend to slip away like a like a fever dream at the end of the night. You know, did I really see that, or was that just kind of kind of New Orleans getting the best of me kind of deal? <laughs> yeah. What what was uh, obviously I'm, I'm sure you hit the food scene. Uh, what best thing you had, and, and where in New Orleans? Uh, best thing I had. Well, well, I'll go two things. But the, from a simplicity standpoint, it's it's hard to to beat the the beignets and coffee. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I had that uh, in. Uh, Forgive my pronunciations. I'm not a fluent uh, linguist, uh, but uh, the the cafe du Monde, a uh, simple little cafe right next to the water area, next to a park, and uh, they're delicious. They're they're flaky. They're it's just just a perfect simple little dish. And I had a, uh, I, I had uh, you know you name it. I I, tr- I tried to get it. To, you know from from gumbo to to, to crawfish to etouffee to to to, to, to crawling. Uh, to to this to that, nice. I, I cat my week with a with an expensive dinner at a, a little bit of a nicer establishment, um, and I'm going to like the Redfish Grill. Uh, I think I'm going to get this wrong, but uh, but it was a uh, it was a uh, it was a, a crab Rockefeller dish where um, I, uh, again it was it was something I would never had before, probably will never have again, but but. Uh, where, where they have this concoction and it's baked inside the shell of a crab. It's, it's like crab meat from one sh- one oh. crab mixed in with a bunch of other stuff that's then baked in the shell of a different crab and, and they bring it out. It, it, Whoa, that's wild. Yeah, it's it's it, 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 it's wild stuff. And and, and again, the the waistline took a beating this weekend. But but yeah, I tried to sample a lot of different things. But those are the two things from a simplicity standpoint. The beignets, you, you can't go wrong. And then. Just try different seafoods until you find something that clicks because they they got it all going on. Down I've there. actually <laughs> I've actually heard the fried chicken down there is fantastic. 
Hmm, I, I had that. That was the very first thing I had. I went to. Uh, I think it's a little bit of a local chain, Willie's Willie's Chicken Shack. Oh, I think nice. It's called. Um, uh, that's the first thing I checked off. I said uh, I got to have some, and it was it was fantastic. And, and then you you go you you go through your mental checklist. Well, what's the next thing I gotta I gotta try? Well, I I've never had gumbo, so we're gonna have gumbo next meal, no matter where it is. And you kind of do that, and you do that, and you you look up, and it's, it's Tuesday morning, and you're like, man, there's four other things I still want to try. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's that's the kind of town New Orleans is. Yeah, my checklist would have been hurricane, hurricane, hurricane. No, I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> well, sure you, well, I'm sure you had some of those down there too. But hey, well, yeah, I got I got your checklist out of the way on one night. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Um, and that was that that was yeah. There's there's uh, there's pack a punch. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Uh, I'm sure. Well, for all those people that um, you know, Ohio fans that might not follow you on Twitter, uh, again. All this stuff that Jason's talking about is on his feed. Uh, we kind of went through it before we got uh, to recording with you, and it's great stuff, not just on Jimmy Burrow, but Joe Burrow. You had all the interviews on there. I mean, that was you were my go-to source for uh, inside for scoop. every for everything down there. It was I was I was definitely living through you. Other than uh, Ken, obviously. Yeah, you got that picture of uh, our, our coworker Ken Mather and and uh, former Ohio SID Tom. So you were everywhere. You were everywhere. Yeah, um, well, that that was part of the goal was to, to give folks who weren't there uh, a taste, uh, yeah. a, a sampler, a, a feeling of, of what it was like to be a part of this big event. And yeah, Ken, I, I now I didn't associate with Ken away from from official duty, so you yeah. you have to talk to him if you want to get the inside scoop on what he was up to. <laughs> we will believe yeah. us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but but if you want to follow any of that stuff, it's Jason A Messenger on Twitter. Again, look through the feed. It was, it was really cool stuff. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of this nation after, uh, the last few weeks are, are Joe Burrow fans and, uh, you, you captured a lot and, um, it, it was really cool to see. Um, outside of that, a little Mac stuff, we should probably yeah. talk Mac yeah, stuff. Yeah, let's it's called call, call to action for a reason you know, <laughs> on here. Um, is, um, you know, the Mac hoops is going on. We're four games yep. in now. Uh, I know you were away for a little on these on these trips, but uh, the pulse of Mac hoops, uh, how things are going there in Athens, in, in uh, Jeff Bowles' first season, uh, what you've ever been able to see. Jason Preston obviously is has been huge this year, but uh, a little take on first uh, Ohio hoops and then kind of broad uh, men's and women's kind of your thoughts on on so far how the season's going. Yeah, let's let's start with Jeff Bowles' team first of all. Uh, you know, at the beginning of the year, I thought this club was going to have some issues, right? They're they're young, uh, they didn't look particularly deep. Uh, the, the 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 people that were going to be their core guys all year long were going to be, you know, second year players. How you know, and and you know, with with depth issues, with inexperience issues, defense and rebounding were were going to be concerns, and I think we've seen that play out here early in the max late. Can this team get a stop in crunch time? Well, that 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 was tough to do against BG. That was tough to do at Buffalo, and and they had two games that could have been wins that that slipped by the wayside. Um, the, the the reason for optimism is is Ben Vanderfaz and Jason Preston, two sophomores who have been consistent from from day one this season, who have obviously taken the next step, added to their games. Uh, but again, with without consistent defense. Uh, consistent rebounding, consistent uh, ability to execute in crunch time. It, you know, getting wins in the MAC this year is going to be tough because teams probably three through 
12 aren't, aren't all that different in terms of talent level. I, I think there are a couple teams above everyone else, but uh, you're going to have dog fights most nights, and that means close games. That means stops in crunch time. That means buckets in crunch time. And I don't think Ohio is quite there in terms of their experience level. Uh, I, I think Jeff is going to do a good job at, at Ohio. I think he's, he's building. He's got a couple blocks in place. Uh, but the, the youth, the, the, the five-member freshman class, hasn't added a lot to this point. Uh, they've lost one guy already. Marvin Price has already left the program. Uh, Miles Brown is the backup point guard, had an injury early. He, he needs time to develop and work in. Uh, London McDay has been a glue guy right off the bat. He's been the best player out of that first class for Jeff Bowles. Uh, they got a backup big in Nolan Foster, who, again, a year or two down the road, might, might be a pretty good max center, but he's not there yet. And Ben Roderick, uh, the most highly touted player in that freshman class, has had a couple injuries along the way, which has kind of uh, retarded his process, his his growth, his development. So you had a big freshman class, and, and to a large degree, it hasn't it hasn't delivered much thus far, and, and so they've left some games out on the tape. In terms of the MAC writ large, uh, it's it's not amazing, but it is interesting interesting to me to see John Gross have a team that yeah. has been consistently good. Uh, basically from the start of the season, especially defensively. They're, they're knocking it out of the park right now. Yep. Uh, even John Gross's best teams at Ohio, at Illinois, were, were those high-variance clubs where, where they hit 15 threes one night and beat anybody mm-hmm. and then hit six the next night and lose to someone they shouldn't. Well, he's, he's taken that high variability and taken it off the table with a club that defends as well as any in the league. And, and I know we're just two weeks in, but it, but it looks like you know it's their regular season title to lose at this point. The other team that I'm really high on right now is Kent State. Getting uh, they they had been getting good production inside outside. Cinderoff has has cracked the code on how to win close games apparently over the last couple of years, and and so it, it feels like a retro season. You got Akron, you got Kent State, you got Ball State, kind of re, uh, a little bit of a resurgent season. Yeah. So you got two or three teams that I think are are above the, everyone else right now. And then a lot of teams kind of find in their way. Um, yep. DG may be a little disappointing to this point. They haven't guarded the way I think Michael Uger expects them to or wants them to. And Toledo, maybe the best talent in terms of offense, has, has not found a way to, to develop the consistency they want. So mm-hmm. I've got a top three, a top two, an, uh, a top three, another two that I think can, can, can develop and make that jump. And then a bunch of other teams kind of find in their way. Yeah, that's great. And, and you you mentioned Akron, uh, the latest today, 38th in the net rankings. Uh, they have a strength of schedule under 100. Uh, you know, that's that's what you got to do in the MAC to, to keep that close come selection day if they weren't, you know, able to run the table and, and win the tournament and all that good stuff. But they certainly have built uh, a great resume to this point. I mean, only losses, West Virginia, Louisville, and Liberty, who's, I believe, 18-1. and one. Uh, so, you know, yeah. um, that, that nothing to be ashamed of by any means. And, and they they are playing very well. So, you know, as well as anyone in the Mac, who knows what the next two weeks, three weeks bring, um, with close games with road games, who, who knows, but, uh, yeah, they, they seem to, they, they've been playing very well. And I know, uh, you know, as, as well as anyone with coach gross, having covered him down in Athens, uh, that, that, you know, the guy knows how to win. It's, it's clear. And, uh, and and they have a good uh, they they made a good hire to replace Coach Dambrot and and he's done a tremendous job bringing these guys in and and they're playing very well. So uh, what yeah, about and just and just yeah. a just a quick shout out for Coach Dambrot too, who was uh, done a bang out job at Duquesne. Man, uh, what are they, what are they fifteen and two, seventeen and two at this yeah. point? So yeah, uh, well, yeah, yeah, 
he can still win games no matter where he's at. <laughs> no, no question. What about what about on the women's side from the Bobcats? Um, disappointing start, and it's 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 kind of you know they they were preseason favorite, picked to pick to win the regular season, picked to win the MAC title. They're two and two after four games with with two really tough losses, uh, two point home loss to Central Michigan, decided in the last seconds, and then just last night on on Wednesday. Uh, uh, I believe it's a one-point loss at Western Michigan. Uh, again, decided in the final seconds. I, they're they're close uh, to being where they want to be, but not quite there. I, I think this team desperately needs uh, one more big, and I think that was the case last year. They have two of the best guards in the conference, in uh, CC Hooks and, and Erica Johnson, and I, I I get the feeling they're they're going to find a way to finish off a couple of those close games the next the next time through the schedule, so to speak. I, I, I fully expect them to be in contention for the regular season championship and, and to be a top-four seed going to Cleveland, but it has not been the start they wanted. They, they really felt like they let that central game get away, and, and then last night was one of those tough offensive nights where, where shots they normally hit don't go in, and you're in a dogfight, and you're you're trying to finish it off, trying to get, trying to scrape by, and, and the opposition hits a big shot in the final seconds to deny it at the very end. So, two tough losses, and and uh, they they don't have they they don't have much time to, to feel bad about it. They got Ball State coming to Athens on Saturday for for another another crucial inter division or cross divisional game. So, yeah. I, I expect them to, to finish high, but 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 right now they they have not uh, cleaned up some of the end game sequences like the, in the way they want to. Hmm. Well. That's, that's since, a, and, go ahead. In Central Michigan, credit credit to them. They they oh, reloaded. Yeah. Uh, their their young point guard is, doesn't have the range of Presley Hudson, but she does everything else at a very high level. And and Michaela Kelly's exploded as a big time scorer. They've got enough interior size and, and rebounding to, to to make up for or at least balance the loss of Raina Frost inside. And and offensively, they look. They look pretty close to what they were a year ago, and that's that's they're they're going to be a real problem across the max. So, uh, uh, hats off to the chips too. Yeah, we actually just got the chance to talk to Heather, uh, the head coach of their team, uh, last podcast. Yeah. So yeah, go yeah, go yeah. ahead, you Heather, know, take sure. a listen a listen if you want to, and uh, <laughs> she she really brought some good insights. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we want to end this with like three kind of fun questions. You've you've been around the MAC for how, how long have you been covering the MAC in at in the, the paper? Yeah, for, for Athens, uh, for the Messenger Day, I've been, uh, yeah, this is like year 15. Okay. Um, basically, the, the easiest way to look at it is uh, I was brought on by the Messenger right around the same time Ohio hired Frank Solich. So oh, okay. uh, we're, we're kind of joined at the hip. In two, that two legends coming in. Two legends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I was going to yeah. say, like, ever since I've been here, I've, I mean, I've known you, and uh, I, I feel like maybe that first year, that first year would have been my intern year here. And so. We probably started around the same time, yeah. so I, I felt that was the way. I mean, you've just been kind of there this whole time, which is great because uh, you. Yeah, do, I'm, again, I'm the constant against uh, which everything else revolves around. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you bring up Coach Solich. First question: Have you ever seen a better celebration than Coach getting uh, dunked with all those fries? That's 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 an old timer, right? And, yeah. and the way he played it off, all cool, and then just calmly picked a French fry off the front of his jacket and ate it. Um, yeah, he he is still enjoying his his life as a football coach, and I think that that's wonderful to see in this in this day and age. But yeah, that's 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 one of the all timers for me. Where outside of Athens, where's your favorite place to cover uh, a MAC game? Are we talking football or basketball? Because hey, I, I think I can give you 
you know what? This is our show. We make the rules. How about you give us one of each? Yeah. How about that? Okay. <laughs> I, I still think covering a game at, like, uh, the jar, when, when Ohio's good, when Akron's good, and the place is going nuts, and, and like, some of those games when it was Dan Brott versus Gross or, or yep. Christian versus Dan Brott, um, the, 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 that, that, you know, you can say what you want about the jar as a venue, but when – it's a big game, and you have two teams really into it, and that place is rocking and rolling. That's that's one of the best places, in my opinion, for for a game in the, in this league. Yep. Uh, football is a little tougher because, again, a lot of the biggest games happen on those midweek days, and, and the the atmosphere tends to suffer when when you're playing on a Tuesday night and on, on, you know when it's cold and it's in November. But uh, I've always enjoyed games at Kalamazoo. I don't know what it is about that place, uh, the, the the steep incline on the one yeah, side. Yeah. It's, it's like in a valley. It's 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 a it's a different kind of venue, or it feels like a different kind of venue. Yep. Uh, so I, I think that would be my top two right now. The, the best place for a hoops game when it really matters. You know, give me the Jar or uh, the Convocation Center at, at Kent State. Even uh, same kind of feel, and, and just from a, an aesthetic standpoint, uh, it's it, it's tough to beat. Uh, you know, especially a night game at KZU. Those 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 pop out. Yeah. At least to me. No, no doubt. And and we share the same football one. I say that we talk yeah. about it in the office a lot. I always say Kalamazoo. I don't know what it is. I think it's just that it's yeah, different. It, you know, it's just different. It, and, it's, uh, it's hard to quantify. I mean, you got the train there in the background yeah. off, mm-hmm. off to the one side, and. Uh, but yeah, and, and and yeah, you usually see a good Western team against somebody too when you're there. Right, that absolutely. always helps. And the last question: we we will be uh, what are we a month and a half or so from starting the MAC. To, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the tournament's gonna be here before we know it. But when you're here in Cleveland, what are some s- spots that you always have to go when you're covering a game during the MAC tournament in Cleveland? Well, I, you know, I am an older an older guy, so I, I probably right. don't have as many spots. But the one spot I always go to because it's it's convenient, it's good, it's it's always is Barrio. You know, I'm a okay. sucker for tacos in general, and mm-hmm. uh, the very the, the the options available, the the proximity, the the I like things that are consistent. You know what you're going to get when you go there, and and Barrio has always delivered for me. So that's that's one place I always make sure I hit at least once, probably more than once, if I'm there for more than one day. Uh, when I'm in town covering the Mac tournament. Well, I hope Barrio's listening. The Barrio Call to Action Show. What yeah, do you think, so- right? sounds good. Uh, <laughs> we'd, we'd like two margaritas before each show, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, you, that. you guys are locals. Is there a place I should add uh, ooh, when I'm up ooh. there in two months? Oh, man. I mean, good question. Well, you know, I'm older now, too. Eric's definitely part of the young crowd. Um, wow. I mean, Barrio's solid. You know what that you, yeah. you popped that on me without Wal, no. Wall Burgers, I guess. I don't know. If you want to keep it close to yeah. the if you want to yeah. keep it close to the arena, I mean, if you want a little upscale, there's a Red. place called Red Steakhouse, which is yeah. tremendous. Red is but, fantastic. Uh, you got big bucks. You could go if you're eating a crab <laughs> stuffed inside another crab. <laughs> yeah. You could eat it. You could eat it red. Uh, green, greenhouse Tavern. Yeah, there's actually really some. I was gonna say actually that's close to the arena. Some uh, good new brewery is called oh, Southern, Southern Tier. Yeah. It's not a new brewery, but it's new to Cleveland. Is Southern Tier, and it's right across uh, from the arena now. Which, by the way, I don't know if you've seen pictures or. Uh, oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah, have you been? You've just seen the pictures. I've not been- okay. Yeah, I haven't been there for uh, you know since it's been completely redone and, and reopened with all the bells and whistles. Yeah, so I, uh, I'm looking forward to being there in March. It's gonna yeah, blow your it's, mind. It's, it's awesome. It's impressive. Going to Disney on Ice tonight there. So <laughs> excited for that. Yeah. yeah, by himself he's going to Disney. On ice. <laughs> 
Big big Moana fan. Yeah. No. Uh, well, Jason, thank you again for joining us today. Again, if you want to follow Jason, and you should, uh, on Twitter, it's Jason A. Messenger. Uh, a lot of good stuff, especially if you're an Ohio fan. And uh, he, he really covers, does a great job covering the entire league. And, uh, you know, I don't think we see that a lot no. in, in our league anymore. Like someone who kind of just has a, a grasp on all the campuses. And you laid it out in your answer. I mean, you, you clearly are following these other teams and you got to, I, I know when they come into the convo, you need to know about them, but uh, you know, that it's, it's a great presence to, to learn all things Mac basketball. So again, thanks for uh, joining us. And hopefully the next time you're in New Orleans, we're, we're down there with you. Well, gentlemen, uh, gentlemen uh, thank you. And I will, knowing you're going to Disney all night, I will just say uh, one thing. You're welcome. <laughs> nice. <laughs> love it. Love it. <laughs> thanks, Jason. Thanks, Jason. Have a good one, fellas. Well, guys, Jeremy has officially left the podcast. He is uh, on his way to go see all the Disney princesses at Disney on Ice. So uh, with that being said, we really want to thank Jason Arkley once again for coming on the podcast, bringing us all that uh, inside information on his trip to New Orleans and all about uh, what's going on in Athens uh, on the men's and women's basketball side. Um, we want to thank you guys for listening once again. We'll be back next Tuesday with another edition of the Call to Action podcast. Be sure to rate, subscribe on Apple and Spotify uh, on all your listening devices. And uh, we appreciate you guys for really listening and, and getting uh, back to us on Twitter recently. Um, it's great to actually see this podcast uh, getting somewhere and reaching some people. So uh, we love doing that stuff. And, and once again, we look forward to talking to you guys uh, again on Tuesday. With that being said, uh, let's get some action. Thank you.